Hey, podcasters. Today, we're going to talk about five things about Fraser Center Points Trust third quarter 2019 results. All right. So recently, Fraser Center Point Trust, or what I will say, FCT. So I'm just going to use the uh, I'm just going to use FCT moving on because it's quite a long word. All right. So FCT released its third quarter results for the year ended 2019. And for those of you who don't know uh, who or what uh, FCT is, it is actually a read and it contains a basket of properties. Right, so for Fraser Center Point Trust, their basket of properties contain particularly heartland retail malls or what we call suburban malls. So we have malls like UT Point, Causeway Point, Chang City Point, and so on in their portfolio of properties. So lately, we see that you know Pongo Waterway, Pongo Waterway Point has been added, added into their portfolio, and you know this is a pretty good sign because generally, addition of new properties means more rental income, right? And this, if done properly, can lead to higher dividends being paid out to the shareholders of Fraser Center Point Trust. All right, so for for us to verify if this acquisi- acquisition is good. We have to look further into the performance of uh, Fraser Center Point Trust Moss. Okay, so for f- the third quarter in 2019, the revenue and net po- property income has actually increased by 2.3% and, 2. and 2% respectively as compared to the third quarter in 2018. I think this is pretty good news. However, I think we still need to see if the dividends being paid out to shareholders are increasing. Because when you invest in a REIT, the only thing that is uh, important to you is the amount of dividends that's being paid out every single year. And in the REIT context, we call this dividends distribution. We call it distribution per unit. And this is what a lot of people say or call DPU. So let's look at the distribution per unit. We can see that uh, comparing the first quarter to third quarter of 2019 with the first quarter to third quarter of 2018, the dividends has gone up by 0.04%. So from the DPU chart, we can see that the rate which the DPU is increasing in the recent years is actually slowing down. So this is not something that I really like because ideally, I would prefer a read which can increase my DPU at more than 2%, all right, so that I can at least combat inflation. So I want my dividends to increase for at least more than 2% and this is something that you can put out in your own criteria when you look out for your dividend companies. Next, their gearing ratio is 32.6% and in my opinion, I think this is pretty comfortable. Um, you know, should a recession come and the valuation of properties drop, there's at least a 12.4% buffer from the regulatory limit of 45% set by MAS. So just to give some people some context, right? what is the gearing ratio? So basically, it tells us how overly leveraged a REIT is, how much debt uh, a REIT has. All right, so MES has actually set a gearing ratio max uh, at 45% to protect the shareholders of, uh, of, Singap- of REITs, Singapore investors. So a uh, gearing ratio of 32.6% is just about right for Fraser Center Point Trust. Next, I think we also it's so important for us to look at uh, occupancy rates because what's the point of you know having buying into a basket of properties but none of your properties are filled with tenants? Okay, so for the occupancy rates for Fraser Center Point Trust, it is pretty healthy right now. And I think management has done really well by increasing it gradually from 92.6% in the first quarter of 2018 to 96.8% today. 
So just to give uh, people who have no investing background some context, right? In each year, there's actually four quarters. So one quarter consists of three months, all right? So we're comparing this from the first quarter of uh, 2018 all the way till now. Now we're in the third quarter of 2019. Um, the occupancy rate of Fraser Standard Point Trust malls has been increasing. All right, so then something caught my eye because I saw that there's an upcoming development called Woods Square or what we call Woodland Square and it will be built right next to Causeway Point. And I think this is something that is uh, very dangerous because this might affect Fraser Center Point Trust because Causeway Point, which is in the portfolio of Fraser Center Point Trust, makes up 28.7% of the entire Fraser Center Point Trust portfolio. So just to give some context, Woodland Square is... Um, it's going to be a building that will be built right next to Causeway Point. And Causeway Point is actually one of the malls that contribute to Fraser Center Point Trust uh, revenues, right? And it makes up 28.7% of the entire Fraser Center Point Trust portfolio. So once Wood Square is developed, it might cause existing Fraser Center Point Trust tenants to move over as a result. Or, you know, Fraser Center Point Trust. Uh, might need to lower their rents at Causeway Point to attract existing tenants to stay or to attract new tenants if existing tenants leave. So, you know, having another building that, that is being built beside you can be a threat, right? Because right now people have more choices and the supply of retail uh, spaces will increase. So after looking uh, further, Fortunately, Woodland Square is not going to be a pure retail building. Only 10% of Wood, Wood Square or Woodland Square space will be used as retail space. That will be about 45,000 square foot and this is only 11% of Causeway Point's total retail space. So my take is that, um, you know, just to give some comparison, Causeway Point right now has 416,301 square foot in retail spaces, right? So if Wood Square comes in, there will only be an increase in supply of retail spaces by 45,000. So that's only 11% of Causeway Point's uh, total retail space. So I don't think uh, Causeway Point will be effective. Uh, I don't think Causeway Point will be affected drastically. So in summary, I think this is quite a decent quarter for Fraser Center Point Trust. The only thing I don't like is that the increase in dividends is actually slowing down. And, you know, given that inflation is very real, I would hope for my REIT to be giving out dividends, to be increasing their dividends at, you know, at least uh, 1% to 2% every single year. Alright, so we have come to the end of the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed and learned something from it. The, bigger, the biggest way you can give back to me is to share this podcast with more people and I'll be truly grateful to you. If you want to interact with me, follow me on Instagram at Jang the Investor. I'll see you in the next episodes.